Welcome back to Equal Time Soccer. I am Mark Pravratsky, and we have a very special show. This is a first for us. Sioux Falls City FC reached out to do something a little different to reveal their roster for the 2023 WPSL season. So we are doing a full-on reveal, uh, testing the capabilities of myself and my brother Matt, who is doing uh, some of the tech support to give us this stream. We've got a bunch of players on deck, but we are going to start with some of the folks uh, leading the team in the front office and on the technical area. We have Joe DeMay, who's the technical director and head coach, Emily Thomas, who is one of the owners and founders of the team, uh, and a new assistant coach and a player from last year, Anna Bondi. Welcome to the Sioux Falls City family. Thank you. Awesome. First up, so Emily, I'm going to ask you, because uh, I'm thinking of your perspective. I was looking, you know, at the articles announcing the team. It wasn't even a year ago, right? Or And the year ago, the team wouldn't have been announced, is what I should say. Right. Now you're looking at year two. So how does it feel different? You know, maybe do you feel a little more confident? I'm wondering, you know, how it's different going into year two in 2023. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously having more than four months yeah. <laughs> and having a a season under our belt ha has helped a ton. Um, we are super excited for this season. Last year, you know, we had these great expectations, but we didn't have, we had no idea how, right. how well it would be received. And our, our fans showed up. Um, we just, we had the, the greatest season. We, things just kind of evolved. So looking ahead to this year, we've got, you know, we've got some new things like Joe is our first full-time employee. Mm -hmm. um, he's our director of soccer and head coach and Anna. We are so glad to have her. Um, one of the things that is new this year is our players council. And okay. we really, you know, obviously our whole, our whole mission is empowering women through soccer and giving them a voice and supporting them. And, so last year we had some causes that, you know, we, our, our, our players stood up for. Mm -hmm. And this year we have a players council who is actually deciding what's important to them. And mm -hmm. they then bring that to the team. And Anna, Anna is kind of the one who's taking, taking the lead on that. Mm -hmm. And we're just really excited as what is going to happen this year with all the the partners, the causes, the promotions, there's a lot in store for this year. So we're really excited. That's awesome. And that's, that's a very cool thing in modern um, sports. And you've seen this in soccer. I know like the men's national team, the women's national team do this where you see things like that. And it's a really player uh, focused thing. And that's a really cool thing. I know, I think maybe you were posting about this. The team was in the off season, just what you learned from talking to players about what to do better. And that's a really, mm -hmm. because you know, I'm sure do, you did Pride Night and you did a lot of things last mm -hmm. year and I'm sure players really loved it. But of course, to, for you to be able to, re to reflect and grow, this is even better if they're just at the heart of it. So that's a really cool, that's a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, empowering the players. And Joe, for you, I'm wondering, you were involved as <clears throat> in the technical department last year, this year, obviously you're going to be the head coach on the sidelines as well. I'm curious for you, looking back at last year, a lot went right off the field and plenty on the field too. And I'm curious just for you, what went right last year in terms of the actual soccer on the field? And then kind of what have you seen through open tryouts and roster building, you know, looking to improve that this year? 
Uh, we won a lot at the start. That was a good thing. Um, yeah. That built momentum for sure. Win, wins are everybody likes winning. Um, but uh, we were fortunate this time last year. Literally, we were reflecting upon this last week. Uh, Dale Weiler and I, who's on the technical staff, along with Anna now and, and Taylor Mahachek, we were Taylor Dale and I were trying to figure out how we're going to get players. Like literally, at this time last year, we had sure. zero players. Oh, <laughs> zero. Yeah. Um, I think we had our first staff meeting on like right around this time last uh-huh. year. Uh, so we're trying to figure out how we're going to go about that. So we did a good job. We were also fortunate to find um, some good players from a variety of places, including Anna, who was playing in an adult league in Sioux Falls. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she'd played with Fusion before, right, Anna? Yep. Uh, a few seasons before COVID and then decided that she was going to give it a go again. So we got players from all over and everything just clicked um, off the field and on the field. Um, so we, so we were able to win a lot of games and that helped um, really yeah. build or increase the excitement around the team um, within the team itself. Uh, and then obviously within the community. Mm-hmm. And then from there uh, we looked at, Hey, what went well and what do we need to do better? And we started planning for that early July yeah. Um, so we didn't wait around, you know, till the springtime to start figuring out what we needed to do. Um, so we just started immediately attacking. How can we be better? How can we we can recruit and identify players and recruit them much, much earlier this year? How do we do better with that? Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time the college season started, we already had a full strategy in place. Yeah. Um, what do we need to do better for the players next year to, to keep to retain as many as possible and to attract new players? And we sent out a very long survey to the players that hit everything. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't. Um, And to rewind that a little bit, it all started with the culture uh, that we tried to create with the team, which was we want to do things differently. We do want your feedback. Um, If there's something that you think can be done better, tell us uh, and and we'll listen and we'll try to react. Obviously, there's some things Mm -hmm. we can do more easily than others. Um, Some of them budget related, as you know, you, you know, in this this mm-hmm. space uh that's a, a big uh, constraint sometimes but if we can do it we will uh, or if we can find a way to get closer to that then we will so creating that culture early on within the the team was uh, a big factor in in driving the success and then building into this year yeah well it's exciting and and um obviously we'll see the the players soon but you clearly from the short term you had to build the team last year you have plenty of people coming back. I mean, so you found pieces that, you know, you're able to take into the next year and there's always going to be turnover, of course, but that clearly, um, that was some pretty good short-term recruitment, I guess. And you had a winning season, so can't complain. Um, speaking of, I, by the way, I didn't realize, I knew you had, had a gap, um, Anna, between college and then playing WPSL, but that is so cool. I, I've attended a number of open tryouts for these summer league teams in the last couple of years, and that's the player I want to root for the most. I was hoping Aurora had a couple players at their open tryout that had been a few years removed, and I kept joking with my co-host Danny Foxhoven, who was a decade out of soccer. But so that's really cool to me that you had a chance to be a part of um, the first step in this team. And I'm curious for you, having played at Northern State, we talked before the broadcast, one of the nicest, not when you were there, now mm-hmm. is one of the nicest stadiums uh, in D2 for sure. Um, but 
you played, but a competitive team you played, you know, for, I think Dakota fusion, it was mentioned to me. So how did playing for Sioux Falls city compare to just the other club and college experiences you'd have in terms of like you, what you got out of it at soccer wise, and maybe more broadly in terms of the whole environment? Yeah. I mean, during my time at Northern, I had always dreamed of being a part of a team like Sioux Falls city that you can continue playing during the summer and progress your skills and all that kind of stuff. And um, I think being out of it for so long after Northern, I, I don't even know how long I've been out of it. Um, I started joining- 10 years with COVID. It had been 10, with COVID time had been a decade, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I was missing that competitive factor of playing soccer. And mm -hmm. you know, I've, I'm in like two adult leagues here and it's been really fun and yeah, still having that enjoyment enjoyment uh for soccer but i still wanted that competitive side of it and i saw this team was starting and i was actually going through my emails and i had i wanted to be a part of it like either volunteer or mm -hmm. see if i could get a job or something like that and i remember i emailed joel it was joel and i reached out like is there any way i can be a part of this no matter volunteer based or whatever because i knew this was going to be something huge and yeah I wanted to be part of the first steps and um, moving along, I was kind of getting these um, encouraging voices saying I should just try out. And yeah. from like my uh, adult league players, they were telling me to try out and yeah. friends and family. And I'm like, uh -huh. I guess I'll see what happens. And I hopped in and they took me and I was so grateful that they would do that. And I didn't realize how big of an age gap it was going to be. Um, but it didn't really feel like a big age gap when I joined. Mm -hmm. um, it just felt natural. And the girls were so welcoming and all that stuff. And it's been, I realized, I looked back, I think I tried out in May and then two weeks later practice started and hearing like last season, how kind of chaotic it was getting this whole thing together as a player perspective, it seemed really seamless. Like everything just was so smooth throughout the whole season. Mm -hmm. And now being on this side of it, seeing everything that goes into it, all the background stuff and all the meetings and getting all these causes figured out. It's just like an amazing environment to be a part of. So. Yeah. Yeah. You were, I was just picturing a Disney sports movie and as you, you, I was playing in an adult league and my teammate said, you got to try out, this is the rookie, this is Invincible. Um, I guess they haven't done it with a woman yet in their movies, but these, this is a Disney yeah. movie. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And now, and now you're the coach. You're gonna yeah. lift, and I guess, you know, you're going to lift the cup. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's a very cool thing though, growing the game. Like we talk about it for players first because we think about the game and everything, but it's players, it's coaches, it's people like me who get to cover it. If there weren't teams doing anything like you were getting to do, we wouldn't have anything uh, to produce like this. So it's good for all of us. Um, I wanted to ask you all in terms of like last year, clearly you have to label it a success um, in overall terms. You have the 22 WPSL Northern Conference franchise of the year, which is obviously it's, it's not the winner of the of the conference. It's in terms of the franchise, meaning all the things you were doing in a holistic way, player support and publicity and everything else, making shirts that you could buy. Um, 
So I do want to ask, and we can say, yeah, Emily and I have it covered home and away for last year. Um, but so Emily, you could start with this, but how do things like being on TV, Midco, for people who don't live in South Dakota, Midco is your local sports network. And so you are on just like South Dakota State, just like USD, just like, you know, all the summit stuff. That's a really big deal. So how much is being on TV, playing in a decent sized stadium and having fans matter to the overall goals of the team, aside from just obviously kicking the ball in the net? Right. I mean, it, huge. Um, Miko stepping in and partnering with us has been amazing. It allows, I mean, we have, obviously we have a, a youth club here in Sioux Falls and, you know, throughout the month of June, which is basically our season, they're traveling for tournaments and mm-hmm. being able to watch our games, which yeah. so many of them did, they had watch parties in the hotels and they were cheering our team on. That was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to have that opportunity for people all around the region to watch our team. Mm -hmm. um, It just, it, it's helping get to our goal um, of becoming, you know, the first professional women's team here in South Dakota. So Yeah. yeah, Midco is a big, big deal for us and a great partner. Yeah. Well, and, and I was rewatching a bit of a stream because I just wanted to get a sense of it from remembering from last year. And it looks great. I was rewatching. I, I rewatched the game with Maple Brook. I'm sorry. There are only so many games, but um, it makes everyone look good. It makes Maple Brook look good because it's on a nice stream and there's you can hear fans. There's a nice situation for everybody. So and it makes it nicer to watch. You know, like I've, I've struggled through a lot of streams on 11 sports and um, it's nice to have the presentation and it makes you think of the players in a higher level because the standard is higher. Um, I want to ask this and uh, maybe Joe speak to your thoughts on this first. Um, and I know it obviously um, Emily and, and Anna both would have thoughts, but the context for this question, by the way, is that high school soccer, correct me if I'm wrong in South Dakota is like a few years old. It's like less than 10 years old. Correct. As an official like state sanctioned tournament. Yeah. Yes. So I just wanted to say that to people so they understand now we're talking about a women's soccer team talking about being a professional team. So that's just a really quick rise um, for the ambitions and the growth of the sport um, in our area. So Joe, your thoughts first, the team's been open about, you know, looking at both. I know like the W league was specifically referenced, but then of course, like things like the USL super league and WPSL pro are potential um, professional opportunities for the team. So I didn't know if you wanted to share any specific thoughts about what that means to the team or how in a really new growing market, a team handles that type of conversation. Yeah. I locally are from the start, we always wanted it to be a, uh, a destination for local players to aspire to. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things we heard this time last year, when we were speaking with players, who were from the Sioux Falls area was they always wanted this team. They always wanted a hometown team to play for. Um, Haley Fisher, who will be on later, was the very first player we signed. And she had opportunities to play for w, other WPSL teams. And she wanted to play for a Sioux Falls team and held out hope that there would always be one. So when the opportunity came, she was all over it. So that's something that we aspire to. That's going to push the growth of the game. Um, there's a There are a lot of good players in Sioux Falls. I think exposure is an issue because it's so yeah. isolated. Yeah. Um, and 
just to travel to be at some of the events with exposure. Yeah. A lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of money. Um, yeah. There's no driving an hour and going to a game with dozens of college coaches. Um, it's hopping on a plane and usually taking a connection or two. Um, so we wanted to inspire those players um, and have the, have a place for them to go. Um, yeah. They had the desire and the talent to do that. Um, so we always want to have that local flavor in the club, um, regardless of what level we're at. Um, that's huge for us. Um, so, um, so yeah, so that's kind of the foundation for us. And then the other foundational piece is from the beginning when, when I started to talk with Emily and the other owners, you know, I, where do you want to go with this? And yeah. they said, we, we want to be at the professional level, whatever that looks like, because, yeah. you know, even a year ago, that was a little hazier than it is now, obviously yeah more players in the picture, but it's still not a hundred percent concrete, yeah. you know, what that's going to look like in another year or two years or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we all decided was we were going to operate as professionally as possible. Yeah. From the start again, obviously we couldn't do everything we wanted to uh, from the start in a professional way, but if we could do it or if it was more professional or less professional, then we opted for the more professional way. So we've had sat in meetings and talked about, okay, we can do this or that. And it ultimately comes down to which way is more professional. And that's usually, I can say it's almost always the way we go. I can't think of a time where we opted for less professional. Um, so that's at the, that's a foundational piece. So you talk about the stadium, you talk about Midco. Those are all things when we're speaking with players about, hey, we're trying to trying to create a professional environment for you. That helps professionalize that environment so that they feel that it's a big deal, right? Yeah. The volunteers and the people who come in and, and make sure the locker room looks like a professional locker room, um, you know, with the setup and just like there's snacks available, not just like, you know, crummy snacks, like good, healthy snacks that are available, right? Like a variety of drinks for players. I'm listening, Joe. I'm listening. What are we talking about? <laughs> you know, they're, they're, so everything is as professional as it can be. We, you know, we take a coach bus to away games. Yeah. Um, you know, we provide good meals on the road for the players. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we provide we try, healthy. Yeah, healthy. We try to do everything we can. They they have access to an athletic trainer all the time. Yeah. Um, they have a place to go work out during the day that's free of cost. You know, um, mm-hmm. for the out of town players, we provide housing. Um, our cost is ridiculously low. Um, for the environment, especially in the space yeah. that we're in, we we charge very 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 little. Yeah. Um, to be part of a, a big time organization. And um, so, so that's, that's really at the foundation, you know, the local players, the local identity is always important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that professional atmosphere, do as much as we can as a professional team would. That's, you know, those are two core tenets for us and how we operate. Yeah. Well, it, it costs money. It makes a difference. I mean, you see the difference if a team rolling up in a coach bus, having a catered meal before the game, after the game, as opposed to the travel isn't incredible in the WPSL, but it certainly is sometimes for you all. And it's still, you see some teams are just, right. Just too many vans, right. They only get to bring 13 players, maybe 14. They don't have full subs, you know, they, and you're sitting in a, in a car, you know, so it's, it is different. And so it takes a lot of investment, but I know it makes a difference for players. We definitely Um, see that when the teams come to us. Yeah. We, we, we like we always take the three and a half hour bus ride, you know, to the to, to the metro area. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just what we do. But yeah. we, we can tell there's a lot of teams that would really not rather 
take that trip. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it, it, it shows. So, yeah, um, yeah. They got to yeah. go all the way out, all the way out to the prairie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I'll say too, like just speaking to partners in, you know, in Sioux Falls, right. that matters, you know, you mm-hmm. want to be associated with a team that's going to treat or yeah. anybody who's going to treat anybody at the best. And if we, if we say that we want to get to this level, then we better act it. So yeah. I will say the one thing that we do really well, and you know, we, we have three pillars, authenticity, integrity, purpose, and we live and die by those. Yeah. And we have very purposefully, you know, we'll say something, but then we will actually do it. And that's really important for us is, is that, um, and we just want people to know, like when they become involved with us, when they partner with us, it's going to be a mutual win-win. It's going to be something that we really strive to make them proud to be a part of this because we really do take pride in what we're, what we're trying to do here. Yeah. Well, and we've talked about the recent community partners are important. If you want to provide those resources to players, it doesn't come from nothing. Yeah. So that is, um, it, you can tell that you are, there's, I feel like there's a new partnership you guys put on Instagram, like every week, this is this spring. So you have a lot of people engaged in the team. And like you said, it's not, it's no small thing. You know, there's just not a lot of women's sports outside of the, obviously the colleges in the state, there just aren't women's sports to root for. And um, you saw this, you started the same year as Minnesota Aurora, the same thing where it was like, people just were hungry for it. And it wasn't. And so, yeah, you showed proof of concept and it's only going to grow. Um, all right, well, let's, let's move it. Or, and I want to ask if you have any thoughts, because you, you would have seen this team as a player in, in college and it, it maybe would have changed how you thought about like your future in soccer. Don't you think, what are your, what's your perspective on that? Yeah. I mean, growing up, we, well, I'm from Pierre originally and like, I remember growing up and we barely had enough girls to make a club team. Yeah. It just wasn't that kind of drive for it. Um, then once I got to college, you know, I would have loved to continue on because you always look up at the national team and you like you want to be them and be just like them. And um, in this area, you don't have a lot of the opportunity. Um, so I love I'm just picturing the younger girls perspective and seeing, yeah. you know, the players on Midco, like you feel like you're big time and they think yeah. you're big time and seeing them after the game. Yeah. Your role models to them. And I think that's Mm -hmm. huge. Yeah. It's all it takes. People need to be able to see that, you know, someone like them has been able to do something, you know, to be able to believe it's real, you know? Um, All right. Well, uh, Matt, let's move in. We got to move into the important stuff. We got to get some of the squad details. We're going to start with the keepers because this one's kind of simple and Joe will ask your insight on this, but right here, is Haley Fisher. You mentioned her. Haley, we promoted. Um, looks yeah. tough. It's going to come after you. Don't mess with um, Haley. Haley is a standout for South Dakota State. They went to the tournament again this last year. One of the best teams um, in the upper Midwest. And so, Joe, I just wanted to get your insights. This is the only keeper you've put on the slide. Is it just so confident in her durability? Or is there a, a do you have to look to maybe get some backup for for Haley, well, we had some competition. Um, we had a goalkeeper from Northwest Missouri State who was one of the 
if you look at her, uh, so first I'll say when we go into this is uh, our ownership group committed to uh, recruiting in a different way. So we used Instat, which is now Y Scout. Yeah. Um, but they committed to that. So that's how we did. A, we did a lot of in-person scouting, but we were able to keep tabs on every Division One player and many Division Two and Division Three players that use that platform uh, mm-hmm. to track them. Um, so we did have a, a goalkeeper from Northwest Missouri State who uh, played Bemidji in the tournament. Yeah. Um, and she's at the top, like she's her ranking. She's mixed in with all these power five goalkeepers. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately she had a nagging elbow injury throughout the year that she needed surgery. Then it got pushed back. So she just had surgery last week. So yeah. she's out for the, the summer. Um, okay. So we, we found out about January. We talked about what we wanted to do. We've got some really talented local goalkeepers, including Haley's sister, mm-hmm. um, who's going to be going to USD next year. And there's another local goalkeeper who's going to MIT. Um, so we've talked to the local club about, hey, let's use them for training and let's see if we can roster them yep. for games as the backup to get them experience because they're local. So they're both yep. very good. Uh, and, and Haley is at that point where she might play next year again. She might not play again next yep. year. Um, so we feel like we have two really good young goalkeepers that mm-hmm. we can bring along. Um, and Haley can kind of tutor them as much as maybe Campbell, her sister will allow her to, I'm sure that you've got a good relationship, but you know how that goes sometimes. Sure. Don't sure. Yeah. So Haley's our number one for now. And we definitely will have, um, some backup for her. Um, but our thought process was just, let's, let's utilize our local talent. Yeah. Very cool. And one thing about, uh, about, Haley that's unique we talk about this at equal time because I cover the summit league pretty extensively I have never seen this in soccer I don't think ever this way um plenty of teams use two goalkeepers South Dakota State played them where they'd play the first and second half every game they they would play half of the game each I just have never seen anything like that Anna, you as a player, have you ever seen something like that? It was successful, by the way. But have you seen that before? No, never. So, them, but, it's yeah. old school UNC. UNC used to do it way back in and, the day. Yeah. And, you know, it's that's a way to balance when you have competitive players uh, who need to see the field. But really impressive from both of them, to be honest. That takes a lot mm. of mental strength to be a keeper <laughs> like that. So... Haley clearly has has it for people who want to look. I posted in the thread an old interview with Haley and um, we happenstanced upon talking about her uh, training with her um, second cousin I marriage, Casey Keller. So that was a fun bit in the last I <laughs> happened upon that. Um, Matt, let's move to defenders. All right. I'm going to do my best with all of your names. So I want to read them all. But Cheyenne Reed, Jordan, Jordan Tenpes, Avery Nelson, Jada Van Overbeek, Carolyn Reesnes, Rebecca Storr, Lainey Brill, Elena Sorensen, Brooke Wetterstrom, Haley Miller, Mo Malone. So You're almost perfect. Almost. Mm-hmm. It's you know she, always, she gets us to it's Hallie Miller. Hallie. Yeah. Apologies. I have Apologies. To, no, it's okay. We all have to remember it's something like Hallie. Hallie. Yeah, sorry, Hallie. Yep. Um couple things um, I want to get to each of you, but so Joe, one trend, we cover the NSIC a lot uh, at equal time because it, it's one of the best D2 conferences in the country. Minnesota obviously has a lot of teams, the Dakotas as well. 
noticing a trend just in the defenders that you do have a ton of NSIC talent um, and obviously people playing in the Dakotas. Talk about specifically just scouting the NSIC, finding the talent from that league and what what you're what you've been able to get in the players you have here from the NSIC. Absolutely. I mean, I think you hit it on the on the head. There's there's so many talented players in that conference. Um, top to bottom, it's a it's a challenging conference. So there's a lot of really good players. Um, the second thing is we have a very specific profile for the the positions and the and players in general, but in the positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to see them, we have the video, which is fantastic. But being able to see defenders in particular live is great because some of the statistics statistical metrics used are different with defenders, right? Yeah. How many, how many passes, how many entry passes there's, there's, you know, there's more metrics that you can easier, more use more easily uh, mm-hmm. with defenders. Sometimes it's the eyeball test. Mm-hmm. So obviously the NSIC teams, we can get to see a lot of games mm-hmm. uh, and we can start to see trends. So it's not just show up the one game up, oh, you know, they play very well. Yeah. Um, let's go sign them. It's like, Oh, we've seen them play three, four five times. Um, and you get to see the tournament and you get to see the NCAA tournaments as well with some of these players. Mm-hmm. So you get to see them at the highest level against the best competition in the country. Um, you know, so so that's really uh, what it comes down to with the defenders. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and people it's it's a tough league to play. And so even you have you have players from teams like Southwest Minnesota State, Augustana, Wayne State, um, competitive teams, but also like every team uh, you marry and others, but like every team when they play the top teams in the league, I mean, you have to defend um, a lot against the top talent. And so there is certain value in having defenders who've kind of gone through that. I can certainly understand that watching, watching a ton of NSIC as it moves into the snow later in the season. Um, Anna, I want to, first of all, Anna was a standout goal scorer for Northern state. I don't know if people know this, uh, but I do now. Uh, how many goals, Anna, how many goals did you score in college? Do you remember? Oh gosh. I don't know. Well, for she would never tell you if she did. No, <laughs> this is. It's, it's been a, ten years now, hasn't it? <laughs> it's a pure 50-50 with strikers. I found ref where they will either know exactly, and they will know. They'll know that it's thirty-three goals and seventeen assists in four years, <laughs> or or they're like, no, why would I know that? And I'm like, sure, you scored too many to remember. Um, <laughs> but Anna, I mean, in a real way, I mean, you are moving into coaching. It's your first like. Uh, a big coaching job, although you handled some tough U8 work, okay. which honestly is hard. it's harder maybe than this. Um, but I just want to know for you, I mean, and partly it's a joke, but like you are, you're a, a potent offensive player. So as part of you being, you're a player development coach as your specialty on the staff. And so I'm wondering for you, is part of that like really giving insight to defenders on like, this is how, this is what messed me up. This is how oh, you yeah. can be better from my perspective. Talk about you, getting that new role yeah it's gonna be interesting um i definitely am straight up offense that's all i know that's (laughs) offense my whole life um Uh but i know a good defender when i see one and um Mm -hmm. i know i'm like the type of player i have different play styles and others like ellie shock like she's good with her feet and Mm -hmm. with the ball at her feet she'll just crisscross to anybody um Mm -hmm. So I think it's going to be different um, talking about the different play styles with the defenders, but um, I think I can give them some insight on some tough offensive. Yeah. Yeah. 
Also, it's, you're going to have to get used to being uh, a little bit of their boss now after being their player. That's always the fun thing for the players with that first year transition. And you'll get, of course, you'll have so much more um, respect for your all the coaches you had before of how tough how tough it is to be a coach. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, Anna, Anna had a nickname too, right? Ellis. Weren't, weren't you called something by the other players? The team mom. Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just add, Anna had 33 goals and 17 assists in her career. I will also add that uh, within our, we've had some meetings within our, uh, we have some clips of this is how we want to play. This is our style yeah. of play. The very first clip that we show, Anna defends and wins the ball, starts the counterattack yeah. right, and scores a goal. So when Anna says she doesn't know how to defend, maybe mm -hmm. not in that part of the field. Yeah. yeah. But she does know how to defend for sure. I don't have the skills like Cheyenne does. I would not yeah. want to go against Cheyenne, that's for sure. Few people have those skills. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Keep an eye out. From Brampton, Ontario's best, Coffeeville Community College, Cheyenne, Cheyenne Reed. Um, and, uh, Anna, yeah, I mean, look, don't get too uh, too past the playing time. I'm sure Joe's going to need you in some of the practices. So we'll, we'll see what you still have. And, look injuries who knows you might you know get ready you might have to be a late signing um let's move to midfield matt all right this one a little shorter um but i want to read through these names too we have taylor thomas who plays at dayton barbara castellanos who plays at chicago state um mary perez also from chicago state delaney kenny chicago state chloe allen of Minot State, Sydney Hagee, Hague of Augustana. And then this is the name I should ask ahead, Emily Nezzi. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. Good work. Who, who plays also for Coffeeville CC and is originally from Brazil. Um, so, Joe, to start off with this, I just noticed, you know, you have a lot of players from D2, um, NSIC, like we mentioned, and then you have varying other levels like most summer league teams do the d1 trend skews heavily to chicago state so there's got to be a connection there talk to us about how you have four players uh from chicago state this year um you know we did get to see them play live a bit so that again that always helps um yeah. you know you, you, so um again we had a very specific profile um you know sometimes it comes down to the the helpfulness of the staff at those schools um sure you know, the, the more responsive and uh, the more information they provide, then it just makes it easier when yeah. you have to pick between this player who you know a lot about because of you've seen them play and you've, and you've spoken to the coaching staff. So Lonnie and Grace at, at Chicago State were fantastic with that, um, whereas not other schools weren't, but they just provide us a lot of detail, um, yeah. gave us ideas um, about, you know, the skill set of players. So, so that was helpful. And a few of them, like, you know, Delaney, Kenny, we were looking for somebody to just sit in the middle as a six. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was a skill set that she had. Um, and, yeah. and it allows us to other players to go forward more. And she's happy to just sit there and give the ball to those players and win the ball back again and again. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, a lot of it just came down to the skill set of players. Um, yeah. and, and for the rest, it's really about mobility and, and, you know, it's a diff different ideas, um, with the ball, um, mm -hmm. in terms of how they want to penetrate, how they want to progress, um, mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So, yeah. So again, uh, Chicago state, there is, there's quite a heavy influence there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then, yeah, some NSIC there with Chloe and, um, you know, with Macy as well. Um, you know, Taylor's Taylor. 
Um, she'll join you later and, and give you some some insight there. So, and we have a great connection with Copyville from Shy last year. Yeah, Katie Burfitt. So uh, Emily's the, the next in line. Yeah, you can get them at all levels. That's what's fun is because when you just look at this on paper too, you don't know the stature of the player within the program, for example. Like I follow the leagues and whatever, but so that's what's fun about these summer leagues is you see players from different levels and you can see, well, this is a player from community college. Why are they carving up the D2 defender or D1 defenders on the other team? It's like, you know, players get a chance to to showcase. Emily, are there any midfielders you'd like to highlight? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I might be biased, but, you know, I, I kind of like that first one that's listed. I looked it up to be sure. I knew the story that your daughter's on the team, but I did double check. <laughs> yes, yes. But, and to be fair, I had no idea if she would even yeah. want to be on the team. So, yeah. Right on. <laughs> but it worked yeah. out. It's a cool thing. And it's a cool thing. And when you talk about making the team, I know one of the things you said is, obviously like the perspective of having a daughter playing the game just like put you right into this and, and gave you the the drive and um that's what parents wanted to take care of their kids does gives gives you motivation at this level um yeah it definitely well and i have to say like just to go back i mean so eric and i and then gabe and melissa that's how we that's how we started this is yeah. our daughters who they met you know 10 years ago and they yeah. both had various journeys. And so my journey with Taylor kind of led me to this place. And so it was, yeah, yeah it's purely because of that, which is really cool now to be where we are. Yeah. Awesome. Anna, for you, um, you played with some of these players last year. You have newcomers coming in. Obviously, you've only seen so much of them, but just wonder your thoughts on any anything you wanted to say about the returners coming in from midfield and also anything you know, you had in terms of seeing the newcomers that are signed on this year? Yeah. I mean, Taylor Thomas and Maisie Haggerty, they were both solid midfielders. You were very lucky to play with them. Um, some would say, I would say that's probably the hardest position to play in soccer is midfield, controlling both offense and defense and really controlling that middle section of the field. It's difficult and you have to be able to like really communicate with each other, play off each other, nonstop moving. And Taylor and Macy were both really good at that, as well as scoring goals. Yeah. So very lucky to have them back. Awesome. Let's move to forwards, Matt. And Macy Haggerty, I apologize. In the copying down of these notes, I missed your name. So now you get extra time, uh, an extra <laughs> shout out. Um, these are the forwards for the 23 Sioux Falls City FC. Josie Bardsley, Junia Ajiri, Ellery Tarbox, um, Kirsten Wetterstrom, Kaylee Rock, Riley Haldeman, McKenna Lehman, Ellie Shock, and Kendra Park. You've got players from, again, multiple from the NSIC, from Crookston, Southwest Minnesota State, and then you have a few other D1s, um, uh, Riley Haldeman, South Dakota, McKenna Lehman at St. Thomas, so a little bit of variety there, and then um, a couple other out-of-state out out of players. Um, Joe, a lot of new players in the forwards. Um, talk about your recruitment and, and what you're seeing uh, building out, which a lot of players who can play up front for you. Yeah, the nine we have five returning, so that 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 was good. So we, we just had to look at you know some different area. What were their strengths? What did we need to add? 
um, for us, again, like mobility and flexibility in terms of the playing shape and just what we needed um, was important. You know, there was we had speed, but we wanted we wanted to add a player with um, that list, that kind of that 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 pace that scares you. Um, maybe backs off an entire back line because this player's in the game and looking to make runs. I won't tell you who that is. I'll let other people figure that out as the year goes on. I know, um, of course. I know. I know all the players. I know. Obviously, I know all the players. And sure, you do. Okay. All right. All right. We'll talk. Off, we'll talk off air, and we'll see if you're right or not. Uh, but right, no, yeah, yeah, just, having that balance, having that balance of, of players, and, and as you know, with you know, one, you need depth in the WPSL with the schedule. It's very condensed. Yeah. Uh, and you know, some games you just need a little bit of a different look. Um, and so having that, that balance and not having too many players who are the same, um, yeah, is important and maybe some similarities, but then also some differences. So players who, you know, look to make the runs in behind players are very comfortable playing with the ball at their feet, um, mm-hmm. and creating for themselves or for others. And then some players who just want to drive and, and run it at players on the dribble, um, and, you know, back them off and, and see what they can create that way. So, um, yeah. So yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, returners there. So it should be some some good cohesion up top, and then uh, the new players we're, we're excited about as well, um, bringing that 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 extra spark or some new ideas. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of it's. There's a nice thing to be able to translate some chemistry into the summer league because it is so difficult with the condensed schedule, limited practice. Although you all have a little more investment, I think, into having the time to do that. But having groups of teammates, I mean, is not irrelevant. I mean, having four players play for Chicago State who can maybe have a dynamic that they bring in. Having multiples from Minot and Augie and like all those schools, um, I'm sure it plays a role. So it is. It, there is um. There are some patterns for sure. Um, that should benefit the chemistry, I would think. Um, Anna, you were a forward on the team last year. We talked about it. You had a break in play as well. So I know like you had played WPSL had been a little bit um, and obviously a couple years out of college. So I'm just curious for you. And I, I have no doubt the the level of play will continue to grow. But what was the level of play like in the Northern Conference of WPSL for you last year? And um you know, what did it help you take in terms of being someone who can help forwards grow this year? Yeah, it was quite the shock getting to play that type of way again. Yeah. Um, even at Northern, I felt that Sioux Falls City and the whole league was a step up um, competitively. Because um, yeah. you're kind of getting the best of yeah. all the colleges around in the conference and stuff like that. And it was definitely an adjustment, um, but it was a lot of fun to know that I can keep up and. Yeah. Dominate. Especially being 10 years out of, you said a couple, but it's 10, you can say 10 (laughs) out of college. um, It was very competitive, um, a lot of fun. And I know I had, different play styles than some of these girls. And it was fun to see the different types of players. And I even learned a lot from the girls that are in college now. Totally. There's a lot of things I didn't learn about until this summer. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to bring my knowledge and my excitement and yeah, see what happens. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah. The wisdom perspective at least. And then, yeah, you get on the field and body them a little bit, Anna. Um, 
and we got to move. Uh, apologies if it's taken a little longer than expected. We got a lot of there's a lot of jelly in these donuts. We got a lot to talk about. Emily, before we move into the players, I just wanted to ask if you you can you first of all, um, but if there's anything else from Joe or Anna that is there anything else you know you wanted to say about the roster upcoming season? I'll tell you, I am going to promote. Uh, buying tickets and merch like at the end of the show so I'll try and do my best to cover it when you guys are out but yeah is there anything else you just want to be able to communicate to fans uh, before we head into the player segment um well first of all Mark thanks for having us and thanks for promoting us I mean that that's that's huge so we yeah. we all really appreciate that um you know for the fans you know the schedule's out um yeah. and they can we're season tickets will be available in about a week yeah we will get some new merch. Um, we have a fun pride jersey that we are going to be okay. revealing. Um, yeah. You're going to want to get it. That's I mean, I work, I work at the world's only question mark queer soccer bar, so I guess I have to. <laughs> I Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're going to have to put that up in that wall. <laughs> yeah, we're going to buy two. Exactly. <laughs> um, I just, like... We're just so excited about moving forward with this year um, and just continuing to do things the right way. Yeah. Continuing to do things different, continuing to, you know, question and change the status quo. And and we're all about having fun while we do it. Yeah. And so our games, we're elevating the game of soccer in South Dakota. I'm so excited to meet all of these new players. Yeah. Um, and I'm so excited to have my girls back. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're all just like family. And so it really is like everybody just belongs and is just a part of the big family. And we're really excited to, con to continue that and, you know, do some more education this year and really get out into the community and just look for a lot from us. And I know Joel yeah. On social media is going to be doing a lot more. We're going to be doing a lot more videos, mm -hmm. TikToks even perhaps. Uh -oh. mm -hmm. um, Travis is going to be involved. So the whole organization is yeah. just, everybody's wonderful. Everybody is on the same page culture-wise. We are all about empowering women and doing it the right way. Um, and we're just excited to see awesome. where it takes us. So thanks. We are too. Makes it fun. And I, look, I'm doing my best I'm looking through the schedule to get out to uh, see. It's, it's tough. There's only so many home games, but I think think we'll be able to work something out. Hopefully we can be on site and uh, make the journey out. I don't think I've ever been to Sioux Falls. I'm sorry. Not the prairie. We'll, we'll make it, we'll make it worth your, worth your it'll time. Be fun. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, be fun. fun. Well, thank thank you all. I'm going to we'll we'll pull you back. The players have been very patient. Thank you, especially one who is now past midnight in Europe. We will get that as the teaser you need for me to do an ad read and come back with a couple players. I'm going to say goodbye to Emily, Joe, and Anna. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. it. All right. Now they're free. 
I will take a quick break to read a sponsorship ad from our sponsor, Pence Homes. This show is brought to you by Pence Homes. Whether you are buying or selling or looking to do some projects in your current home, Nate and Lydia can help you find what you need. Need financing for a basement remodel, looking to add a second bath or even a workspace now that you're working from home. Pence Homes and their preferred lender, Angie Shearer, with Luminate Financing can help find the right financing tool for you. Go to PenceHomes.com to learn more or find them on social media at Pence Homes. Okay, so for the three players who are coming in, they had time, plenty of time to wait. I'm going to welcome Ellie Shock, Taylor Thomas, and Haley Fisher. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. And we can hear everybody. Ellie, Haley, can I, can you hear me? Yep. Yep. We're good to go, man. Appreciate you listening to the washed up players uh, talk a little bit. And then now we'll get to the ones still doing it. Um, we're going to start. Uh, and like we said, Taylor is currently joining us from Finland. So Taylor, special props to you, I have to say. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And uh, we'll, we'll get into a little bit of what you have going on over there. I have to start, I'm going to start with, uh, look, we have some locals here and then we're going to talk to a couple people who are not from South Dakota. Ellie, you're a locals local three times over because you're playing at Augustana. You're a returning player for Sioux Falls FC yep. and you played high school in Sioux Falls. So, yep. I mean, yeah, as local as it gets. And I want to know, because Haley, well, Taylor may not have played you in high school because you were over at Shattuck. Haley, did you play her in high school? I did, yeah. How many, how many, we did this already for another forward. Stats are easy, look, it makes it easy. How many goals and assists do you think that Ellie had uh, in high school? Oh, boy. And this was from an article in the season. You might have got a couple more than this. Ellie will have to tell me. Oh, I have no idea. I don't it's, know. Would you believe 56 goals and 24 assists? I would believe that, yes. Sounds about right, yeah. <laughs> Ellie, did you know that number for us? Oh, uh, yeah, I did. She did. See, so we asked Anna, and she said, I have no idea how many goals. If I'd scored 56, I, was it 56, or is it more? I think I got 59 by the end of my senior year. Playoffs. <laughs> Playoffs. My I. The, apologies, the high school stats uh, are not a pure thing to look up. Um, but congratulations. And I mean, just talk about it. We have, we've talked to a lot of, we talked to the other members of the front office, just about the local nature of the team, but like, this must be special for you. Right. I mean, just talk about if you even, if, would you even have pictured this, you know, five, seven years ago, like when you're in high school. I mean, I think having like this high of level soccer in South Dakota for, People to play in in between college is a huge step in the right direction for women's soccer. Mm -hmm. um, five years ago, I don't really think I could have ever pictured myself playing on a team like this. Like wearing Sioux Falls on my jersey is just something so special. Yeah. Growing up here and playing at pretty much every level in Sioux Falls, like having this team here to come back to in the summer is just super special. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it, I, I, I'm referring to it when we uh when i write about it on equal time as south dakota's team you guys own it you can own the whole state um and uh haley i mentioned you know you have obviously like some former local high school rivals i know there's one player who from t area too which i know talking to you last year i love the small town names kind of like all the hyphen town names in minnesota sports um but talk about 
playing with players who, you know, you interacted with in youth soccer and seeing them come together and being able to, you know, make the core of the team like that. How does it make a difference? Does it matter to you that it's a South Dakota players or would you just rather have, you know, eight girls from UNC roll in? And- <laughs> I think when you're from South Dakota or you come to this area and you're in it for longer than just a few months, you kind of realize how special it is. Yeah. Got to get you to Sioux Falls. Jeez. And so, you know, the people and you know, the community and it it is really special to play for a purpose and for a community that just means so much more than just, yeah, just playing. Yeah. Well, and having, I never thought about it in terms of women's soccer. I thought about it, obviously, but I never thought about it in terms of just like women's teams. You know, it's like you have the G League men's basketball team, you have a minor league men's hockey team, you have, you know, you have Mm -hmm. like an indoor football team, you know, but not, not, uh not until now, like a prominent women seem like this. Um, Taylor, making you wait 51 minutes in Finland. Appreciate it. Uh, but I tell us what you're doing over there. We know, I know you're training with one of the biggest clubs in the country, right? Talk about what you have going on. Yeah, it has been wild to, to say the least, but earlier this spring, I got the amazing opportunity to, train with the top team here in Finland and absolutely could not say no to that. And so it was all very quick and (laughs) found myself plopped on a plane, headed over. And it has been like the most incredible experience. It's been so cool to see the differences in the style of play and getting to play at like this level and see just like, it's so cool, like the language barrier and stuff, but like getting to yeah. connect with like your language is like soccer. And so yeah. like getting to connect with people from like all over the world, which then like relates to Sioux Falls City of about like, doesn't matter like where we all come from. Like you see girls on our team, like coming from all these different schools, all these different countries. And at the end of the day, like mm-hmm. we're just like one big family who like get to do what we love together. And so getting this experience and hopefully bringing back some some knowledge and some fun stories will be really, really exciting, so. Yeah, very cool. It just makes it seem possible too. It was cool to see, um, it, there's Minnesotans, you know, and people who are local in the upper Midwest who go and play, you know, and it's not always the most glamorous. You might not be on ESPN, but there's a lot of people doing those types of things. So um, for a player from the team to get to do it is cool because mm-hmm. it just seems tangible, right? Because you're like, how many, how many pros do I know from Sioux Falls? I don't know. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully more soon. Um, how was you played at Shattuck St. Mary's um, in the development system and then playing at Dayton in college? I'm just and then Sioux Falls City, obviously, which is a different type of level of competitive in, nature in the game. I'm just curious um, how those stops compared and maybe just with your experience now getting to be, you know, in Finland for a little bit playing with um, some pro women. Yeah, I think me joining Sioux Falls City has been a very like full circle moment for me. I think just like Ellie and Haley too, I feel like we are players who have always been like wanting to challenge ourselves like from like being little girls. And for me, I had like the big dreams kind of Anna spoke about earlier. Like you see these like pro players and you just like dream of being them. And for me, younger when Shattuck popped up, it was really 
in my mind, like the only thing I could do to like get me to that next level, just because like there was really nothing like that South Dakota gave us in terms of like getting to the next level as like a female athlete. And so I ended up leaving when I was 14 and spent my four years at Shattuck, which was a great opportunity. And then that led me to play at the D1 level, which again was like one of my dreams growing up. And I was always searching for that like thing to just like challenge me, push me to the next level. And then it's been really cool that I had to leave home to do that. And now it's like, it's right there for me, like waiting for me right back home, which makes it like so much more special Mm -hmm. that I just get to come home and I don't have to sacrifice anything of that anymore because of what Sioux Falls City has been able to create. It is that high level. It is the place where, like, I don't have to sacrifice anything to, like, give up my dreams because I yeah. do trust, like, the coaches, the owners, like, everything that it will get me to, like, the level that I want to be at. And the girls that it brings in, too, like, I'm playing against the best there is. So Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, the the quickness of how much the game has grown, like, I, I talked to the previous guests, like, high school soccer coming along when it did, and now you're a team saying, we want to be a pro women's team. And you're like, it doesn't seem, by the way, outlandish in any way. It seems logical. And so, yeah. even for me, like, covering NSIC or Summit League, only for the last few years, that's different from three mm-hmm. years ago. Like, from when, like, Haley, from when you started college, like, that's very different. Um, I'm wondering for you, like, seeing that we talked about the level um, being raised, the team was playing on Midco sports, which, and you know, had hundreds, which for people, like we said, local TV had hundreds of fans at the game seemed like the lo- local media covered the team really well in terms of like getting on the radio, getting in the paper. Um, did it feel you play for a pretty big college team? I mean, in terms of the Midwest, South Dakota state, I'm just wondering if it felt different. Did it feel bigger? Did it feel or in terms of the context of the team being what it was, like, did you feel a different, you know, responsibility or role as a player? Was it? Yeah. I mean, SDSU soccer has always done a good job of giving us like values and expectations to live up to, but with Sioux Falls city, it kind of fall more on like, it fell more on us. Yeah. And it fell more on, well, what can we do to promote this team? And most of that is how can we play? How can we act in the community? And I think we're really trying to elevate that this year too Mm -hmm. and really try to grow that more as well. And I think that in college, sometimes it's a little bit more of, well, you have to be doing this. It's the coach and the players. Yep. (laughs) Which, of course, is an expectation. If you're getting scholarship, it should be that way. But for this team – we're really trying to find people and create that culture where it's special and it's a little bit different too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Mentioning the, what we talked about the leadership council, trying to have a, not just a sense of respect for the players, but a formalized way to, um, to see that develop. And it's helping you, I'm sure as individuals too. Um, I want to know, Ellie, I want to ask you I'm try- just a couple more things, but I'm just, I'm going to give you the more, uh, just the locker room question, who controls the speaker on the bus or in the locker room? Or, who, or and sometimes you have, I think I asked Haley this Ellie, once Ellie. or someone who, who doesn't, maybe it's that someone who doesn't get there. Um, I don't remember. I feel like it was kind of a mix of people 
me and Josie. They're laughing. Cool. They're laughing at you, Ellie. So. <laughs> it's you. Yeah. you. <laughs> me and Josie Bardsley did a lot of the, the okay. um off in the locker room and stuff. Uh, That's another yeah. local Josie's from. Is she from T area? She's local. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah we. Okay on the role of trying to connect to one of the speaker systems in our locker room mm-hmm. and yeah kind of stuck the rest of the season right. she look taylor and Haley. ellie's doing so much that's just one thing you guys you remember <laughs> but for her she's doing everything that's just one thing yeah i play music and i you know i play and whatever <laughs> she don't care. Bow down to but she, she remembers the goals though she remembers the goals mm-hmm. um <laughs> thank you all for joining one other thing oh i want to ask you this just because i typed the words sioux falls city fc uh 30 times today maybe 100 uh and i'm curious i just i just didn't know i haven't heard anything like is there any shorthand or like when you all are talking about it how do you refer to the team if you were like asking a friend if they're going to come to the game or you know what i mean is there any nickname or like local i want to be an insider when i come um I would say we just kind of shorten it to SFC or okay. SFC, FC. You don't say city? Like, are you going some to the people, city? Yeah, no, some, some people, people do. say city. Yeah. Like yeah. our yeah. fans. Within the team, too, we say city more. City? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's, yeah, you because if you just say Sioux Falls, yeah, like, yeah. and so, and also, yeah, well, I was going to say, are then, are the fans the citizens? That's. Uh, <laughs> You tell me. We'll figure it out. I think someone someone might have started a... I might have seen it on Twitter, actually, that there was a supporter. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yes. They, and I, and I forgot. I, I didn't even make a note on the name. Do you guys want to shout them out? They are Army, of, Army the Falls. of the Falls. Army of the Falls. And they were incredible. Cool. They brought out, like, the most fun things that were so yeah. unexpected for home games. We had, like... So it wasn't just a Twitter... It wasn't just a Twitter thing. Like, they were in the stands. Yeah. It, it was smoke, like drums, bags yeah. from all yeah. different countries. Cool. They made like player cards for each of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick, sick. <laughs> all right. Well, I will. We'll for sure follow them. And yeah, we. You know, the only other we will big up any supporters group. You know, supporting uh, one of our local women's teams. The only other one it started with Aurora was Bravon Tillet, and that's just been a really fun thing because you get to see like that happening at a women's game and the little kids like they're just mm-hmm. as pumped about that some of them don't care about the game they're just like watching the people do drums and so you know they not everyone get is good enough to play on the team they got to learn how to be a supporter too so that's very fun thank you very much to three of the veteran leaders of sioux falls city fc aka city aka sfc aka aka uh Haley fisher taylor thomas and ellie shock taylor Thank you. I don't, I don't need to single it out, but thank you once again for joining um, with the time okay. difference. Over is it? Okay. It must be dark. Has it just been darker even than Minnesota over there? A little bit. It's yeah. it's now just a little past two a.m., but all worth it. So <laughs> nice. thank you so much for having us, and we we hope to see you in Sioux Falls. We hope. I mean, yeah, I watched a couple games uh, last year, but not in Sioux Falls. Thank you all, and I will. I'm going to swap you out and bring out the newcomers. Thank you. All right. Taylor can go to sleep. And we are welcoming absolutely the most patient two new players here for Sioux Falls City. We have Juni, Ajiri, and Mary Perez. Thank you so much for waiting this went 
course, longer than uh, I would have thought. Thank you so much. It's okay. No we problem. know Joe likes to talk. <laughs> awesome. Mary, yeah, well, look, I can't. I have to point that finger back at myself, I suppose, as well. So liking to talk too much. Um, Mary, you are calling from Colorado, right? Which is where you're from. Yeah. Awesome. You and so this is fun because we had like three hyper locals. I was given tiny high school drops of Sioux Falls suburbs that you guys have never, ever heard of. Um, so I want to hear the story of how you guys got connected to this team. Mary, I'll start with you. What was your connection to get you to Sioux Falls? And have you been to South Dakota before? I have been to South Dakota. I went to a JUCO called Northeast in Nebraska. Okay. And it's literally just two hours like uh, south. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we would go to Sioux Falls, you know. But that was your city? That was the closest, like, city? Yeah. Nice. Well, no, but yeah. Yeah. Biggest. Um, and then my boyfriend also went to South Dakota School Mines. Oh, right on. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I've been there. But um, I, I've so with CSU, I played against South Dakota State. Yeah. And that Joe happened to be there. Yeah. So then closer to, like, the end of the season, Coach Lonnie told me that he was interested in me and a couple of my teammates, and I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I've played on two other WPSL teams. Yeah. And I honestly, I just like going different places. I've gone yeah. to Nebraska, Chicago, like, so I don't mind. Yeah. And he just sold me. We had a meeting, and we talked for almost two hours, and yeah. it was just great. He talked about the professionalism, and that's something that I really um, look yeah. for in teams because I myself am an aspiring professional. Yeah. So, yeah, it was all Joe, and obviously playing for a new team, and um, well, honestly, it just sounded like a really fun and new experience that I could learn, and mm -hmm. seeing how competitive it's going to be with the roster, I'm really excited. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, and I mean, playing in other WPSL teams, it's a huge league, and so there's a lot of different types of teams that are in it for different reasons, right? There's some teams where they're a club that develops players to get them D1 scholarships. And then WPSL isn't maybe the number one focus. It's, it's so they can keep playing. It's so they can keep, you know, in shape. And, and um, yeah, so, and then there's some teams like Sioux Falls obviously is not a youth club. They started as the priority of focusing on this. And then, you know, so we've seen how uh, the type of publicity they've gotten and the exposure for you as a player, right? That's kind of, a, if you want to play pro, mm -hmm. you want like a nice. Professionalism, I was like, take yeah. me. You need a stream. I've watched a lot of streams and uh, it's better to not be field level on a phone. You know, it's better to have <laughs> a nice produced stream. Um, Junie, you, I mean, so Mary's one of the Chicago State players. I totally get the connection because of them playing the South Dakota schools and maybe that's why he saw him. I have no idea how you're discovered. It, you, you just must have had the craziest Y Scout uh, turnout that he just had to reach out. I don't know. You're from Texas. You play at St. Mary's, which for people in Minnesota, she's playing at St. Mary's University of Texas. What is your connection getting here to Sioux Falls, Junie? Okay, well, my main connection would be my coach of my current team at St. Mary's. Um, uh -huh. He's pretty good friends with Coach Joe. Okay. And um, I guess Coach Joe had been following our season a little bit. And so he reached out to my coach and was just like, hey, you know, we'd like to get Junie up here and everything. And when my coach told me about it, like, I just, kind of loved how much he pushed it because yeah 
Michael, she's just very straight up and honest, and yeah. he's not gonna like lead you to something if he doesn't believe in it. And so he hooked me up with Joe, and we had like a almost a two hour conversation too, <laughs> and it was just really good. Like I loved the way he spoke about the team. I loved how confident he was in it. Yeah. You know, how he talked about the goals of the owners was to go pro and like how they're gonna act like that right now, and you don't you just don't hear that a lot. So yeah, yeah it seemed like an amazing opportunity and something I didn't want to miss out on. And what had you done in summers previous? Because you also are—are are you done with your undergraduate um, process in terms of that? But you've—you've you've been in—you've played a few years of college. I'm curious what you've done in your summers before this. Yes, yeah, so last summer I played um, WPSL team for the first time in San Antonio. Okay. Um, I'm still in undergraduate right now. This is mm -hmm. currently my senior year, but um, I will be taking my COVID year next year as well to graduate. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very cool. And what, and your connection, I mean, from St. Mary's, this is, I mean, had you been to South Dakota before? Cause you're, you're a ways away. I have never been to South Dakota, so I'm pretty excited. I love traveling. You're coming at the right time. If the season was December through February, that's a different game, but South, <laughs> the upper Midwest in the middle of summer, gorgeous. Yeah. It's so <laughs> appropriate timing. Don't come now. Wait till May. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till May. You don't need any snow drifts. Um, so it also, I, so look, I said this before, stats are easy. So I like to pull some stats and I want to know. So we asked the other players, Junior, I got to ask you, do you know how many goals you scored at St. Mary's? In the, you've played 34 games in the two years you've been there, if my research is correct. Do you know how many goals and assists you have? <laughs> Um, I'm not. I've got, your, I've got your Seminole State College stats too, baby. We got it all. <laughs> that that one's gonna be hard to remember, but St. Mary's. Yeah. I think I scored eight last year, and then I think I scored twelve this year. But I'm not too sure about assists. Yeah, twenty goals. Yeah, twenty goals, five assists, and then between your scoring at uh, Seminole State, thirty-one goals, twelve assists. Yeah, fifty college goals and seventeen assists. So it's a nice number. <laughs> we'll see what happens in the WPSL. Watch out. But yeah, that's, um, Thank you. I just, look, it's easy. we did, I did an end of the year stat wrap up for college soccer and the defenders parents hit me hard, but look, I, without watching the game, I can't evaluate who's the best defender. There's no stats, you know? Um, so that's why you just have to score the goals. That's what, uh, that's what Junie does. Um, Mary, I read your dad played professional soccer in Mexico. Is this yeah. true? So he says, and I he says, I mean, there's no Google to double check this. You don't know, know. but he says, but I'm sure he must have obviously been passionate about the game. I'm just curious. We've talked a lot about how women's players growing up, you didn't get to see like they, of course, didn't have Liga MX Feminil the way they do now. That's just like crushing it in the women's game. But like just even being around a dad who said he played professional soccer, that that impact your mindset of thinking I can dream about this more than just, you know, seeing it on TV and thinking about it for yourself definitely um i have three well i had three sisters well okay no i have three sisters <laughs> and my youngest one obviously she's young so uh when i was like five he made like a mexican soccer team uh -huh. for like almost 10 years so we did that for a long time and it was co-ed with men yeah so like doing that my whole life in general i was like wow like made me love soccer and then once i um, made it to Chicago State, um, I realized like I could actually do this, you know? Yeah. 
And then knowing that he did it, maybe I could get my first contract at the club that he played for, which is Pumas. Oh, this is not this is not some random team. This that'd be a big lie. That's a real team right there. <laughs> That's great. That's cool. But that and it and I mean, I love that you're outright too, Mary, about just saying this is something I want to do. And it's it's so much more plausible than even a couple years ago because there's multiple the USL is going to start a pro league, you know, the Super League, WPSL Pro is looking to start a league. Um Canada's about to start uh a league so you know find your spot for sure that's we like to see we like the players having the aspiration and it also it's part of why we do what we do because if people people get to hear your stories it's a lot easier to follow the game it gives you something to care about um uh talk about junior i'll let you go first on this just what are your goals personally with this experience obviously you want the team to win um but summer and the team off the field has a lot of cool goals that I know make it an appealing place to play too, because it's about more than the game. Um, but summer leagues, honestly, are just really focused usually on players developing themselves and having an environment to do that. So I'm just curious for you, you know, Mary says she wants to be a pro. She's looking at NWSL draft 2024. I'm just curious what your goals are for the summer and what you want to get out of playing for uh, Sioux Falls city. Yeah, I'm definitely trying to get to that level. Um, professional is a dream of mine and um, I'm really excited for this opportunity because I think that will be a big step in my development and getting me there so um, this summer I really want to hone in on some of my technical skills and being able to read the game a little bit more you know I'd love to build my stats up in the WPSL field and hopefully to get those connections that I need yeah yeah absolutely Mary, how about you in terms of, you said you wanted to go pro. I mean, so maybe just in something more specific, what are you hoping to get out of, you know, this summer for you as a player? I, um, similar to Junie, it's like just understanding the game and learning to adapt to new players because that's all I've had to do in my whole life because I keep, like I went yeah. to Juco, Mexico State, and obviously before that, and all the WPSL teams. So I personally, I really like that learning from new players and having to work off of them. So that's, it's never boring, you know, like soccer can never be boring. So, yeah. and like in general, uh, I just love playing every day. So to try and make that my job and use the resources that uh, Sioux Falls has to my advantage, and I'd love to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just getting to train with different players. I mean, one, because you do spend a lot of time together as a college team and program. So honestly, probably getting to mix it up a little bit is maybe a nice thing in terms of just your soccer world. You know, we can't hang out together 24 seven and having an environment that's such a high level obviously makes it appealing. And it's cool to see the different players coming in this year. Um, I'm curious for each of you as well. I can start with Junie. It, 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 we, we mentioned this as I was going through the players uh, before the show, many of them hadn't met, or I know some of you haven't met and like, we also had Taylor seeing her mom <laughs> they hadn't seen each other for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Have you had any connection? It's obviously early. You're not going to be in person for a couple months or so. Have you connected with teammates um, by a Zoom or is there like, how do you handle trying to get some connection before, you know, May 15th and you have a game? Junie, you could start. Um, I've been able to attend the most recent meeting. Um, with that coach Joe had with the team and I admire his efforts in trying to kind of get us acquainted as much as he can yeah. uh, remotely. And then I just recently found out that one of the players, um, Chloe, I played with her last summer uh, down in San Antonio. So oh. 
I was really I was really surprised when I saw her name and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, finally somebody that I know. So Yeah. That's funny. That's funny that she made her way all the way down there because she plays at what Minot State or something. Yeah. It's wow. crazy, small world. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. Shout out to and by the way, for the people, none of the players on here are from Minot State. Uh, good luck playing against Minot State defending. They basically just sit and will make it the brutalest game. I watched multiple of their games. They will beat you 1-0. They will make you hate that you're playing the game. They, so that I saw you had a handful of those players. They are um, they are tough. That's a tough team to play right there. Um, I wanted to ask, too, uh, for – well, I guess for you, Mary, do you have any thoughts on that in terms of getting to connect? I know, like, Junie, obviously there's been some team – team meetings by zoom how has that experience been for you like you said you like meeting new people and going new places yeah same thing with judy we we've had at least two meetings now just talking about like team policies and team goals and all that so we get to understand what everyone else wants out of this and um what they what we all should avoid so all those meetings have been great and obviously i know some of the players on the team Mm -hmm. And I think I might have played club with some of them, but I just remembered faces. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited to see. Um, you mean in Colorado growing up or what? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've played some girls on the team in Colorado, but I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, look, there's a, a, yeah, you do have, uh, yeah, there's one player. Well, you have a teammate. Yeah, no, yeah, you definitely could. Um, and it's cool for you to get to have a cluster of your Chicago State folks there too. Yeah. Nice to have those little pockets of chemistry. Um, Last last quick question before we try and wrap stuff up. Who is your favorite soccer player, Junie? And either just a player you like, or also if it's a different answer, is there someone you try to play like? You know, some players really like to do that, and some players are like, "No, I'm me. I take from whoever." And you know, do you have do you have a favorite player or player you like to model your game after? Um. Well, right now, one of my favorite highlight videos to watch. I'm gonna really butcher her name. But she she plays for PSG. I want to say it's Sakina Karshui. Sakina Karshui. Correct me if you know this, Mary. The fullback. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's just crazy seeing because when I first saw her highlight reel, I thought she was a forward. Honestly, just the way that she loves uh, to drive up, drive yeah. up. Like she will take players on. She will go score goals. Yeah. And it was really really like cool to watch because I love you know making those runs in behind and then. I also really like to watch the way Hallen plays um, in the because yeah. he's a very strong player and like yeah, he's an alien. He doesn't make no, literally, sense. he's a beast, a monster. And so, yeah, if anybody, I would like to model my game after him. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> sure. Yeah, look, <laughs> we just all need to be, you know, made like you know, centaur people and yeah, <laughs> I got, I got a freak. <laughs> but no, I mean, look. It makes sense that an outside back to PSG, I don't know the specific player, but they have the ball a lot and she gets to play next to, uh, isn't that where the huge French center back plays, Reynaud or Ray, or whoever, or maybe she Reynard. plays for Lyon. Yeah. Yeah. So she's covering all her, all her shit. She can just fly <laughs> up. Yeah. That's great. How about you, Mary? Oh my gosh, my Wi-Fi is being so bad. I can, can you hear me still? We'll see if she comes back. <laughs> Mary. Well, I can do I'm gonna i I'm gonna see if Mary comes back. She is. Sorry, can you hear me, Mary? Yeah. You're good. 
I've had um, way worse tech problems than this, and I was supposed to be hosting it, so don't worry. Do you have a favorite player, though, or a player you like to model your game after? I def So I mainly have played, like, the 6 and the 10, mostly. Yeah. So when I play, like, 6, I'd say more Busquets and, like, Kira Walsh type. Because yeah. they're always there just to get out of good situa bad situations. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, Messi or Gabi from Barca, too. I just like sure. big look. Fancy and technical, I know. Yeah, yeah. He is, he's young enough to even make you guys feel old. Gavi is the only, like, he's probably only 18. <laughs> Those guys yeah. are wild. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, it was awesome to talk to both of you. I'm really excited to see you joining uh, the upper Midwest soccer community. We'll do our best to be covering you all. And, uh, and I want to say thank you also to all of everyone at Sioux Falls City for coming with this, with this idea. I will remind you, as I am wearing last year's, I think, away shirt, they have merch on their website. Emily teased that there will be some new shirts coming out, a pride one, which I will keep my eyes out for. And stay tuned to Equal Time Soccer for all of your summer league coverage. No one is on the ground more than us at these games, and your support makes that possible. So thank you to all the Patreons. Have a nice night, Mom. Thank you. And I also want to give a shout-out quick to Travis Gallipo, who did all of these graphics when we were showing the players. He does amazing work. He does photography at the games, and he it, the same way that Equal Time is trying to spotlight women's soccer, he is amazing at that. He started a website, travisgalippo.com slash South Dakota Soccer to cover Sioux Falls City and the game. So shout out to him. Shout out to all the players and everyone for joining. Thank you all. Junie and Mary, we look forward. When do you when do you head up to South Dakota? Do you know? May? Yeah, I'm going around like May 10th-ish. Right now. Yeah, about mid-May. We should be thought the lakes will be able you guys will be able to jump in the lakes right away when you come up mm -hmm. <laughs> thank you guys thank, thank you, you.